Matt Zerbalper and the team of Nebraska. I'm Carson Sestouli. This is Fangraphs Audio. My guest on this edition of Fangraphs Audio, the contributor to NotGraphs, is also the host, the creator, the creator and the host of the Stealing Home podcast. His name is David Temple. This edition of Fangraphs Audio actually takes place live, uh, face-to-face between myself and Temple at an Einstein's Bagel, an Einstein's Bagel uh, located the Grand Hyatt in Phoenix, Arizona, the Grand Hyatt being uh, being the place where this year's Saber Analytics Conference is taking place. Also happening uh, this weekend happens to be Fangraph's yearly pilgrimage to the desert, a yearly pilgrimage to the desert where we convene in Phoenix, attend a number of spring training games, and work on team building via team building exercises, which uh, if you've seen the writers or any of the writers of Fangraph's, uh, you might recognize it being one of the few sorts of exercises we're willing to do. What follows uh, is merely a conversation with Temple, as I say, uh, at this Einstein's Bagel, uh, concerning uh, some articles he's written, quite a bit of hat analysis, uh, hat-centric analysis, how one goes about purchasing a, a ball cap, this sort of thing, and also a not entirely brief uh, conversation regarding late-night television, and in particular the late-night monologue, the sort of art and science of that kind of thing. What is it? It's Fangraphs Audio. features David Temple in Phoenix, and it begins right now. Dave Studman. Hey, Dave. He's in charge of the Harbaugh Times. Hello. Hey, Dave. We're, we're just starting a podcast here. Are you really? Oh, yeah. Sorry to interrupt. No, it's okay. It's good. Did you did you do your judging today? I'm doing it. Yeah, I have to get back to it. Oh, it's oh, halftime. It's halftime. Yeah, I got it. I got it on session. It's like a cricket tea? Yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> this is David Temple who writes oh, for... Uh, Hello. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Yeah. Dave Studeman. Yeah. Good to meet you. Good to meet yeah. you. Well, cool. So, um, yeah, it's. Uh, I didn't make it or anything, so. I, Is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just bought it. I didn't yeah. like. I'm not responsible for its creation. Back to my old days. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Radio days. Radio days. It's a. Uh, yeah. It's all unidirectional. Yeah. It should be good. All right. Thanks. Yeah. There we go. There's uh, already a guest appearance. I guess. Guest appearance by technically another one of my. Yeah, Dave Stu. Dave Stu. Yeah. Stutes. Stutes. Yeah. No, colloquially. <laughs> yep. Colloquially. So. Um, we are. What are oh, my we? bosses here right now? This is kind of weird. A lot of bosses here. We Two are bosses, an editor. Dave is technically my boss. I guess. Dave is technically my boss. So um, first of all, I'm going to ask you not to uh, hit you, put your hand, hit your hands very. You've done it a couple times already, okay. and I know that you are. You understand audio. I don't yeah, understand why you're not understanding. Sympathetic the vibrations on the microphone. I get it. Yeah. Sorry, sorry. Sympathetic. Mm-hmm. I like to feel some sympathetic vibrations. <laughs> you know what I mean? Sex joke. Oh, oh, in your yeah, yeah. Your loins, so what are you doing? Are you going to sit? What are you going to sit there? Is that what you want me to do? Yeah, yeah. Just Try find it. one place. You're making... <laughs> okay, this, <laughs> this is good. A... Okay. I'm trying to improve my posture. Yeah. <clears throat> we are uh, we're in Phoenix, Phoenix, Arizona. Correct. We are right now, we're at the Hyatt. We're at the Grand Hyatt where the Sabre Analytics Conference is technically taking place, but I'm pretty... I don't think either of us are actually participating. Correct. I'm not, no. But you're here, though. I am here. Why are, why are you here? I'm here for first uh, spring training. Right. Uh, vacation, and you're here because we have a we have a Fangraphs uh, situation. That is also yeah. That starts on a Friday, I guess technically. Technically Friday. Change the game here. Okay. <laughs> I can yeah. How's that? How's your game now? It's good. It's decent. 
There we go. Yeah, so that's why I'm here. We're still not sure why you're here. No. But but you're also participating. Yeah. This coming Friday. Um, we have, uh, we should say we've spent a morning together. Yeah, we had some, I guess it's still breakfast. It wasn't brunch. We had some breakfast and we had, uh, we had a, um, a celebration beer, vacation beer. Vacation beer With breakfast, breakfast, which you're yeah. allowed to do. It's a, I believe it's in the Bible. If not the Constitution, then Isn't definitely it? the Bible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. One, of the, one of the um, one of America's important documents. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the um, which, and that that was great. Um, uh, I know. I want to ask you an important question, mm-hmm. which is: in your heart of hearts, do you, do you feel as though managers are getting smarter about intentional walks? Uh. Research has shown yeah. that perhaps they are. Research Reser- conducted by my myself, my my your own self, my own self, my two, my five fingers, ten fingers. And I was actually going to tell you that this is when Cameron uh, complimented you behind your back. Dave yeah, Cameron, yeah. managing editor of Fangraphs, complimented you behind your back, saying, uh, "Not a bad piece." Thanks. Yeah, it was uh, something. It was it, one of those things that started as another thing I wanted to write, and mm-hmm. then that didn't work out, and then I found you got to follow else. it. Yeah, you got to follow the. You got to follow it. Yeah, follow the lead. So no, but maybe you, I don't know. I forget. You asked me recently. You were going to write. You're going to be writing for a uh, for a publication. I forget which one precisely. You were maybe covering um, teams like the Astros that have. Uh, that's a reach the possibility. Depths. I don't know if that's 100 percent yet, but we yeah. Uh, the, uh, you could divulge as much or as little as you feel comfortable. I've been doing some research on um, how 100 lost teams, the various ways teams that have lost, uh, you know, based on the. Just the game, okay. Based on the um, on the kind of arbitrary number of 100 losses, but so the the that's a, a lot terrible of, I mean, team. it's a lot of losses, right? It's a threshold. Right? It's a threshold. So, and, the, and the, I've been looking at how those teams have come back from right. from that uh, different ways that they do it. Um, I don't know if it's going to get published yet, but it's uh, interesting so far. They want me to do a little bit more research, and I'm not sure there is a whole lot. The, the thing is, like. So one thing I know is that there is that pitching almost immediately gets better, whether that's addressed. If if you look at the like, if you start year zero, let's say it's their 100 loss season, yeah, and you span it out 10 years after that, okay, every season for that same exact team, their pitching almost immediately goes back to, or at least their runs allowed, right per right. game, goes back to if not over, if not a better than average, then right around average, okay. in which they were very below average. Now, do you have previously. a sense of whether that's just essentially a regression for the pitchers who remain on the team, or is it that they uh, have new pitchers? That, I think it's a little bit of both, but okay. that's harder to kind of dig down on a large scale. You know, you to, can to dick down to dick, yeah, <laughs> super dick down. Uh, yeah, on a large scale, it's hard. You kind of have to go more anecdotally uh, with that. You know, right. like which oh, this team from right. this year did this. And some then, uh, yeah. brief case studies. Yeah, some brief order. case studies and. I don't know if that's exactly the tone of the piece that I want, but yeah, it's. But we know that okay. uh, the pitching gets much better. The pitching gets better much quicker than the hitting does. Uh, okay, the hitting is a slower, gradual incline toward average, but never even gets quite to average. Do you think that this is, of course, taking the whole sample of right, all whatever thirty-eight teams or something? And then, and then, and then, uh, this piece concerns what what we might be able to expect from Houston. From Houston, right. yeah, or or just um, what, yeah. So, yeah, what to expect from Houston? What to expect, basically, from any team? I'm using them as kind of a jumping off point, but the Marlins lost 100 games uh, right. this year too. So it's just kind of a wouldn't be shocking if um, 
Miami's pitching got better because they have like this whole surfeit of uh, pitching prospects at mm-hmm. like double and triple A right now. Well, so does Houston. Houston is well, of course right, 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 right. right. Well, they have what uh, Appel and Fultonavich, Fultonavich, uh, Lance McCullers probably won't see action this year, right. but he might. Uh, um, now wait, you, you're sort of a Houston aficionado at this point. I've, I'm trying to be. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I've I've uh, delved into that team a little bit more uh, recently. <clears throat> One one pitcher about whom I'm particularly excited, and I think that you're you're aware that I get uh, perhaps irrationally exuberant about middling prospects. About middling or prospects who I perceive to likely have more future value than they are regarded as having. Okay. Yeah. Um, there's a prospect in the Houston's organization mm-hmm. did not qualify even for in Baseball America's top 30 prospects. Oh. He. Has never walked more than four percent of batters this season. Has always been striking out more than twenty percent, or at least or around twenty percent. Throws he touched ninety eight last year. Aaron West is his name. Yeah, okay. and I don't know if you're familiar with that. Uh, also knows Persian, I believe. Yes, yes, I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I've heard about him. Yeah, he's just. I don't know why. I mean, because everything you say is uh, everything you say would lead you to believe that he would be noticed right. by prospect type people, but. I don't know. Maybe it's his, something weird in his. Well, okay. So a couple of things. His um, does he walk too many people? No, he, he already oh, you just talked anyway. about walks. Yeah, yeah. He he um, he had a very poor ERA last year. Okay. So it was mid fives or something. Okay. But the peripherals suggest this is anomalous. Okay. Uh, secondly, he was drafted somewhere in the teens. So I, uh, okay. so I'm thinking maybe uh, maybe there's a sense that he's that the, because his pedigree is not particularly strong. Yeah. That there's a, that that's happening. Hmm. Yeah, I'm not sure. That, that whole game is never something I understand, the prospecting, pro- how, things, uh, yeah, how, yeah. how that all works. Yeah. I mean, I shouldn't say I don't understand it, but it's not something I would be good at. Right. I, uh, I would, if I were to, <laughs> like, if, if you were to say, uh, listen, I've come across some money, I'm interested in publishing the David Temple Prospect Handbook yeah. for 2014. Yeah. Everything would be terrible. Like, it would just be, <laughs> people would read it and go, what? Like, because it would just be me looking up dudes on Fangraphs, basically. According, according, to, according to, you would cite, would you cite sources or would you just? I would, at the, it would be in the preamble of the book. Like, yep. everything that anything yep. comes from yep. is from Fangraphs, unless Largely noted. copy and pasted. <laughs> right, exactly. Largely copy and pasted, yeah, yeah. yeah. With, with contributions, again, with, un, with unwitting contributions by uh, John Sickles. Yeah, uh, John yeah. Sickles. Mm-hmm. Maybe some members of the BP prospect team. Yeah, it would just yeah, it would all be. Yeah. Well, this book says this, and this book says this. Yeah. I mean, that's how I get all my information. Yeah, yeah right. Because I don't. Uh, I'm not in a minor league city. I don't can't go see guys, and I'm not the type who's like, oh, let's go take a five hour trip to go watch a double A game. Yeah, you know, that's not you. No, all the nearest games are in. I'd have to go to what Appleton, I guess, Wisconsin right. or Iowa. No, you you're or where Iowa. Oh yeah, right. Of course. Yeah. Um, where Byron Buxton was playing, though, I mm-hmm. saw Byron Buxton, or at least, yes, he was playing for uh, Cedar Rapids. No. Yeah, the Colonels. The right? Colonels. Yeah. yeah, he was Colonels, on the Colonels. The cur- like Corn Colonels. Yeah. Right. Of course. Yeah. 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 yeah he's saw, a good baseball player. He's good. Yeah. He's, I, good. Um, he's impressing even uh, in spring for being so young. He's he's doing okay. Yeah. Hit his first uh, home run. Best type of hit. Yeah, uh, what do you call that? I guess it's not professional home run because he's technically a professional baseball player. First, uh, well, spring, for like a major, major, yeah. yeah. Was he a big league spring training last year? Or? No. 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 Right. 
Nope, they were, yeah, they were, uh, he might, I don't know, uh, maybe not the right guy to ask about this, but it, he's, uh, he might see time. Can I say something? The right yeah. guy to ask would not participate on this podcast. Yeah? Yeah. Do you, are you have someone in mind, or are you just assuming? No, I'm sure there are not a lot of people who could give a competent opinion. Oh, I'm you're just saying, saying you're I'm not the best at it. No, yeah, yeah. Ah, I see. Okay. Yeah, uh, he probably won't see time. People are optimistic that he might. Oh, like second half of the season? Yeah, maybe, September you know. call-up or something maybe, mm-hmm. but Sano is going to be, yeah, that's, Sano is pegged for a later call-up, uh, maybe mid-season or something. Do you know, he's, uh, he's done now. the, one of the three directors of, uh, Pelotero, mm-hmm. documentary Pelotero, yeah. which follows, um, Sano and, um, the other guy. Juan Carlos something. Yeah, I, yeah. yeah, sure. And uh, I, we he was on the he was on Fangraphs Audio. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah, that's a great movie. Yeah, and he was uh, they're pre- they're preparing a second documentary as we speak. Oh yeah, I heard about that. Yeah, and so uh, this uh, but this will be uh, Sano's going to miss the season. Yep. So I wonder what that does. I mean, I assume that if you say, well, we're just uh, we're documenting his life and his trials. Yeah. Um, or, or or successes, then. Then this is fine. Yeah, but one would think filming him and his first major league at bat was on the production schedule for this movie. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. And and how many um, how, how many how many position players miss miss a full year? It's rare. It is rare. He must have some serious damage then, because there's some other position players who come back if it's or at least in DH type roles, maybe. Right. Well, I think uh, it's t- it's a question. I mean, maybe he will make it back. I haven't seen the actual time. I, I suppose if they're yeah, because they still want him. They haven't like designated him as a. Well, you're going to be a first baseman or a DH, right. you know. So they're still going to try and put him in the field, right. whether that's at third or in left or whatever. I don't know, but technically, uh, you know, he was pegged as to at least try him out at third base. Well, I think he's regarded as having a, a pretty reasonable arm, right? He's got a good arm. I think his range was maybe uh, and footwork. Footwork. He's a yeah, big he's, person. He's very large. Yeah, he's, he's so huge, large. Yeah. He's big. big uh, guy. So I think that was hard for him, maybe right. to. And he, you know, it's a growth spurt. He's, you know. From when he signed to, I mean, what is he, 19 right now? You know, that when you grow so much in that short period of time, you know, teenagers are, like, I'm a normal, I was a normal-sized teenager, and I was clumsy enough as I was, and I wasn't trying to, you know. Yeah. Actually, uh, I had the, I had occasion to. Dive at Facebook. I was back home, and I, I saw. Is this picking up on the microphone when I drink out of the straw? Yeah, you can keep doing it. But I had. Yep. Okay. I had, a, uh, my, uh, my sister had, like, a high school orchestra concert. Hmm. And um, she's she's not a tube. She's a she's on percussion. Uh, you're okay. you're a tubist. Yeah, tubaist. Tubaist. Yeah, tubists are uh, are interested in tubes, tubing. Okay. They're tube enthusiasts. So what are you? Tubaist. That's it's awkward. A technical term. That's Very awkward. awkward. Yeah. You, tuba uh, player. So, um, but there were a lot of young. I don't none none were 19 years old, but there were a lot of young men. We're talking 15 to 18. Yeah. It's very difficult. Just to be, just to exist. Just to be that age. Yeah. Just a, just a strange mutant person. Yeah. Yeah, and not even, like, even if you, like, take out the the whole kind of sociology of being a high schooler. Right. You know, out of it. You know, that whole weird sociopolitical bullcrap that happens when yeah. you're in high school. Yeah. Just, yeah, just existing. Yeah. Just trying to, like, just figure looking. out how to make your body work. Yeah. And then... And I will say there's a certain point at which uh, young women... Actually, look, they actually look like young women, you know. 
You, you, there seems to be a, a, a tipping point that happens quickly. Yeah, right. It, it escalates, and then it's, a, you know... And, yeah, you, this is what you're going to look like for the next 15 thing, years or not, something. No, like, yeah. yeah, this is you. And, and um, but young men, because especially, like, the, the, when they have, like, these... Like, you look at you. Look at your cheeks. No, I don't grow facial hair. Well. But you, but you, I still know you're a man somehow. I actually don't know what it is. But I look at you, I'm like, oh, that's not a high school person. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's a certain... I, my face looks older. Yeah, it's a little bit. Ha- I'm making a hint. It sags a little. I'm it's getting so my, saggy. Fa- my face is getting. You're gonna saggy. be jolly. I'm gonna be very jolly. Pretty seriously jolly. Yeah. You're if, gonna be uh, able to play. You're gonna be able to play a bloodhound. <laughs> if genetics are uh, any indicator, I'm gonna be quite jolly. Yeah. Is your dad a jolly man? Uh, he's getting there. Yeah, oh, yeah, my grandfather from my mother's side is definitely uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. a jolly guy. Okay, yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, you I'm can't already, do. I'm getting gray hair already. Yeah. 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 Uh, let's talk. Uh, Speaking of his hair, this is a this is an important topic. Mm-hmm. Um, Something that's been on your mind for a while. Yeah, I want to tell you about it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, it's a, it's a, excuse me. It's a medication for, for, <laughs> for crabs. Um, <laughs> no, it's a. Uh, you you uh, we we had a discussion about uh, ball caps. Mm-hmm. Ball caps are uh, an important accessory for men. Yeah, they can be a certain kind of man. Yeah. Um, and um, I recently made the made a choice to purchase a new ball cap. Yes, uh, Winston Salem Spirits. Spirits. Yeah, this is a cap from 1994. Yeah. I, and and um, so for me, uh, not unlike a, a comedian, I'm sure we both like as do many reasonable people. Louis C.K. Mm-hmm. Louis C.K. will, uh, I believe, every year he'll do a new special. Yeah. And then whatever he's done in that he's special, he does. He gets rid of that material. And that's what you do with hats, kind of. I'm thinking of. I'm thinking that's. I've done that, not having explicitly stated that aloud, yeah. but I'm going to begin doing that with hats. I think that's a good point. I have a lot of hats, and yeah. they, uh, I rotate mm-hmm. depending on outfit and whatever. Mm-hmm. But they get they're super hard to wash, especially the way they make them now. Like the brims, remember like hats used to have plastic brims? Like they used to be some sort of plastic. Okay, is that right? Yeah. So they're easily bendable back when people were real interested in bending their hats. Bending their hats, yeah. And now, so that means you at least wash them. Right and like maybe they have those things in a dishwasher. Mm-hmm. The, the ugh, gross. The whole point of this is that hats are hard to clean, right? So right. at a certain point, they're basically just disposable. And then or 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 you would use them like if you were going to go out and um, yard work. Yard yard work, or yeah, or maybe you're going to kick a soccer ball around. With yeah, people. sweaty activities. Maybe you right. have an old beater. Or like hat. a summer day. Yeah, like a summer day. You're just drinking a beer on the back porch with so, your old cap. Yeah, something you don't mind getting faded and kind of right. smelling. Yeah, right. And and that's not to say that's not to say I should say that I regard necessarily my hat as a as a fashion item, but it is because uh, I don't mind if it looks a little beat up. But yeah, now I'm thinking once a year just to just to especially because we come down for this event. Yeah, and we meet there are a lot of baseball nerds. That's why I said you know I'm going to get a new hat before that. Yeah, try it out a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I mean you know uh, I feel I had to bring my A game with my ball cap. I think you did. Yeah, and so this is I think hat. this is a, this is a very fun hat. It's like very square on the top. It got well. It's, yeah, I is actually because your weird head, or is it just like shaped that way? No, it just has a high crown. Yeah, that's it. It's yeah. good, the crown's going to get lower. Yeah, as I wear it. Correct. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. so. And then I mean, a year's about a good time, right? And then, like, next spring training, you just uh, get rid of it. Because in the winter, it's going to get a little gross, kind of, maybe. And, yeah, we'll see. Uh, you know, beat up. and Not that... Well, I think it's not even so much the look. It's just the way it fits. After a while, it doesn't fit right. And it kind of smells bad. 
usually. Could maybe get a little smelly. It looks Could a little, a little beat smelly. up. I don't know. I mean, I, I'll still keep. A, I've been using the a Cleveland Indians hat for yeah, yeah. a year plus now, and I think it's a great cap. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the old C. Yeah, the block C. I think it's nice for two reasons. One, it has a, a nostalgic value. Yeah. Uh, it invokes a sort of a, a, a mythical baseball time. Yeah, it's the Bob. It's the hat Bob Feller wore, for example. Mm-hmm. Who is a crazy? He's a crazy person. Mm-hmm. Uh, I but met Bob Feller. You met him? Yeah, not like uh, you know at a signing type oh, yeah. thing. But yeah. uh, I was the only one there, so I talked to him for like five minutes. You did? Yeah, he was a nice guy. What did you What did you learn? He was very surprised that I first of all knew who he was. Okay. Because uh, you were because you're hairless. I was a young. this was at a Twins fest, uh, like a fan fest, right? Sure. At the Metrodome before they tore it down and. Bob Feller was there, and he was signing autographs, selling autographs for, like, his museum. He has his own museum, I guess, like the Bob Feller Museum. Is it in Iowa? I think so. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And so he was, like, selling autographs to for Funded funding. Or, yeah. yeah. whatever. But there was nobody there. I feel like we talked about this before. Anyway. People didn't know who Bob Feller was. Yeah, or nobody cared, I guess. And right. I look over them like, oh, that's Bob Feller. Yeah. I'm, I'm not saying I'm, like, a... I couldn't name off his stats, you know, off the top of my head, but I know of him, and I know that he was one of the very best pitchers of his time. Yeah. And a friggin' war hero. He's an American hero. Um, so anyway, I went to go talk to him, and, and he was, re- yeah, he was very surprised that I knew who he was. And uh, he was a really nice guy. And we talked about his fastball. I said, he used to be able to throw a really fast fastball. He could? People, people said you had the fastest fastball. You said that to him. That's what I said to him. Yeah. I said, people said you were faster than Walter Johnson. He's like, oh, I don't know, I never... We never played against each other. I'm like, no, you didn't. But people said, people said, yeah. And then, uh, he kind of got confused. Whatever. He signed a baseball, and I shook his hand. <laughs> <laughs> and then he died. <laughs> well, late, later on, yeah, Not later on, he but who knows? Could have been because of our interaction. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is a break. This is a this is a break to to moisten so right my now mouth. You're, this hat you have on is a uh, let's see the front. It's a Brewers cap. We'll Brewers say. cap. Traditional. Uh, glove design. Yes. On the front, the, the MVP only, glove. Uh, yes. The only Brewers uh, logo worth wearing, if right. you ask me. Actually, the Barrel Man is also quite Barrel good. Barrel Man is good. Uh, Barrel Man was hard to find uh, okay. uh, in my size. Okay. Oh, they, they, they don't make those. I think that was a one-year thing when they had those. The Barrel Man caps? Yeah, that was like part of a spring training uh, cap line or whatever okay, last right. year, and they're hard to find. I couldn't find one in my my head size. Did you know, were you just go looking at brick-and-mortar stores? Uh, I did look Did you take to the internet? I took to the internet first. Okay. Couldn't find one of my size. And then I was at a mall recently, actually the mall of America oh, yeah. recently, and uh, they have, in which they have three lids stores. No. Three lids stores and a new era store. Like wow. a separate, also building, or store. So none Wait, of them had the barrel man. With regard to the mall of America, yeah. would you say that that is the mall that America needs or the one it deserves? <laughs> Uh, the one where we would send people, <laughs> when people come over, first trip to America from Estonia or whatever, and they say, I want to know what America's like. And you say, cool, you're going to the Mall of America. Mall of America, yeah. Because uh, it it's is... not just a clever name. No, it is It is a microcosm of everything that's, well, at least all the bad parts about our country. <laughs> Depending on how you look at it. If you owned lids, I guess it's a, uh, it's a good part. I guess. They need three. Are they various... Ex- Areas of the of the park, different yeah. floors, different uh, or of the, the mall? section. Yeah, really. A couple on the west side. So you never have to walk side. very far to buy a new ball cap. No, is no. the idea. Yeah, I went to all three of them looking for. Uh, Did you? Yeah, 
I was looking for Barrel Man. I was looking for I was looking for an Expo hat, which I did procure. Um, that one fits weird. I should have returned it. It makes my head hurt. Uh, Is it fitted? It's fitted. Seven three eight. Your seven three eight. Yep. But the um, like right here for the listener, I'm pointing right in the center of my forehead. Yeah, we're like much like where an Indian person would have uh, his uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. His or her. a little higher, but uh, okay, yeah. like the very very front of the cap. Or for like, Catholic people, out. this is where they would get their, uh, get their ash, ashes. Get their ashes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That part uh, seems like it sticks out a little bit. It irritates my scalp. Really? Sometimes. So is it, is it like a, is there a stray f- piece of fabric? Or? I looked. I don't know what's going on. You don't know what's it. going on. I thought maybe it's just a little small and it would stretch out. And maybe it still will, but. But you're not into it. Or it I should have worn it today because I'll probably sweat a little bit in my head today. You could do it. Now, and, you now know another, uh, and then I would stretch it out maybe. One, one means that I've found that's helpful for with hats is get it wet. Yeah, that's what I'm getting at. And yeah. then wear it. So maybe I'll just do that. Get it damp and then put it on. And especially if, it, um, like, if it's a summer day, yeah. you could get it wet and wear it around a little bit. Yeah. And that way you feel you're cooled down. You're cooled down. Yeah, that would be nice. I'm just telling you. So speaking of hats, I made I bought a dumb thing. Speaking, uh, uh, so I'm, I curl right uh, curling. Yeah. Something I do, and um, different different curling arenas have different temperatures for various reasons. Uh, and so I needed something that I could wear on my head that could sometimes cover my ears when it was cold in there and I needed my ears covered and then other times not. So I got one of those. If you go on MOB.com, they have these hats yeah. that have this, like, a fabric, flap. like a flap. A flap. And it folds up. Like a hunter. Like a hunting, situation. ice fishing yeah. type flap. Yeah. So I got one of those. I got an Astros one. For, for curling. And you flip and it's flap it. slightly ridiculous, but I still like to wear it. You wear it? Yeah. While curling? Yep. Ears up, or flap up, flap down. Flap up? Depending. Do you announce it? Do you... Do you an- <laughs> yep. Flap up? Flap up, everybody. Hey, yeah. can I grab your attention? Excuse me, everybody who's yelling and sweeping and throwing right now. Yeah. The uh, flap is going up. The flap's going up. Yeah. Be right. advised. <laughs> you may now proceed. And so, but what did you bring with you this trip? I have my Bruce hat. I have a aforementioned Expos hat, and I took my old Astros hat. Your old Astros. Which you wore? Did I say Astros twice. Brewers, Expos, no, Astros. Brewers, Expos, Astros. Yeah. Yeah. And if yeah. I didn't finish, this is the. I should say it's the glove with the yellow panel. Yes. The front two panels, I guess, are yellow. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, uh, the sort of royal blue. I don't know what what shade of blue it is otherwise, but a uh, royal. Yeah, pretty bright. Now this logo, uh, there's a story. I went, uh, I did some of my uh, post secondary education at uh, the University of Wisconsin at okay. Eau Claire, where they tell you how to mispronounce university. <laughs> um, and apparently, this Milwaukee Brewers logo, the the glove with the M and the B, was designed by a, a graphic student at said college. At that school, yeah. Yeah, he won a competition or something, or she. I think it's the he though. Yeah. Uh, won a competition, and this is the one they picked, and he got zero money for it. But uh, that's good. It's, it's a, one of the it's a really solid logo. Yeah, actually, one thing I've realized with regard to caps is, um, I don't care. I didn't know this about myself, but then I did some. Um, I did some. Careful introspection. Yeah. Uh, I uh, I uh, conferenced with the, my interior self. <laughs> you teleconferenced <laughs> with your. <laughs> and um, what I what I realized is I do not particularly care for le- for hats that are just a letter. Um, and I know that I have that Cleveland okay. cap. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if that's an exception or not, but I realized looking for a new cap. Yeah. I said I don't want uh, just a letter because this is this letter seems silly to me. 
Yeah, like a like an Atlanta maybe or just an a a, Washington or an old W. Or a Walgreens logo. Yeah. yeah, there's a there's a, there are a lot of. Uh, in fact, there are a lot of these situations. L A. Yeah. Yeah. Both LAs. I don't know, dude. Like, like my Houston hat, for instance. Red Sox is a B. Red Sox is a B. Yeah. New York is NY. Now, Houston has the, has the black letter H, right? But it's got that star and that circle. There's, right. There's some accoutrement that goes with it. Yeah. Is that, does that tip the scales at all? Or I mean, is that a little still, bit. Okay. I'm telling you a little bit, but, but the nice thing about, I mean, the clever thing about the, the Miller, the, this Brewer's cap is, of course, that the, the M and the B. Right. Yeah. But it's a glove, too. Yeah. It's, and it's a very funny, and, it, and it's a, product of its time the design feels old yeah they, they still use it i think they should just switch back i yeah. think their current that m it's with silly. like the little thing, stuck of wheat or whatever it is yeah it's silly it's silly yeah it's dumb and they do this and it's like a corporate m yeah it's yeah. like yeah exactly right. and you if you go to a brewers game you've been obviously maybe it's just me maybe it's the days that i go but almost every if there weren't a jersey especially a jersey it's that old white Jersey with the blue pinstripes and the big Brewers across the yeah. front, like it's the old. Even if it's got like a new player on the back, you know, if they right. had like a Prince Fielder one or a Ryan you like Ron that one. one. But that's what everybody picks. Like yes. that's what everybody likes. Yeah. And this and this hat, a, a variation of this hat, is what most people are wearing. That's what they like. Very few people wear that navy, that stupid dumb navy hat with it's the not, dumb. Yeah. Hat. It's not. Pleasant. They should switch. They just go back. But then they got no, then they got nothing to wear for retro because they only had two. They've only had two logos. Maybe that's it. Well, this way they could sell both of them. I guess. Yeah. And if they did. If they well, you think back, it's a cash grab? You think it's a cash grab situation? I, well, I my my sense <laughs> is that my sense is that most of most of the uniform stuff. I mean, the reason you get a new uniform is to so you can sell the old ones. I suppose. I assume. It, I assume there's some. But now the Astros are not to like all Astros all the time on this podcast, but they have pretty much gone back to no. I guess no. There is a slightly different. But they still wear the throwbacks. Mm-hmm. They don't throw back to the newest old style, right. but the, to the old, the rainbows, like the yeah, the right. blue with the rainbow in the middle or on the sides, like up in the armpit area. So, so well, they so still do that. With regard to caps, um, one of course, one that I like quite a bit actually is the Red Sox, the the not the B, the double socks. Yeah, Are you familiar with this one? Yeah, that's a good one. To me, this is very excellent. It's a yep. simple design. It's one that that uh, I think a person reasonably skilled at drawing, not like not very skilled, not a professional drawer. Okay. Uh, but a, but a, but a reasonably skilled drawer could draw it, could render that. Yeah. And yet, um, and also, it, they did actually wear that in the past. And also, I think it's just a nice design. It's nice and design. it's all, and that's kind of a, a one where you don't have to think about it. Too. Like it's well, I mean, it's so, you know, ingrained in the culture, sort of. But even like, um, you know, if you were to wear that hat in Oklahoma or whatever, right? right you can look at it and go. Even if you don't know what that looks or what that is, yeah. you could look at it and say, "Those are Red Sox." Oh, Red Sox. Red Sox. So figure it out. Go you know what it, I mean? Yeah. Like right. it's the team, right? Encompassed in like a one symbol, right? Which is interesting. Yeah. Right, and that's actually I think it. Uh, I've not done an exhaustive study, but I'd say anecdotally, teams that have been named more recently mm-hmm. are less likely to have such recognizable. At least I know that's the case with like MLS teams. They have okay. like MLS like uh, like there's the Montreal. Uh, this was a football team. This is a world football team called the Montreal Impact. Okay. Which isn't really. A th- that's not very. What does Impact even mean? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Bas- basketball team. You see that basketball? It's, start, it's starting to come back. Well, the, like the Pelicans are a thing. Pelicans, you know what I mean? right? But what's right. the Thunder? Like what is? 
Thunder, yeah. thunder's a thing, but uh, well, yeah, I guess. I mean, it is a thing, but I mean, impact well, galaxy, also let's say, like a soccer uh, galaxy, Los Angeles Galaxy. And then it becomes a thing. And then it becomes hard for writers because or you know people the who galaxies. Say, yeah. So and this guy, Carson Sestula, say you could sign. So are you a Galaxy now? If you sign a contract with that team, I'm a member. You're a member. It's kind of like I mean, the Red Sox are kind of. You don't call them a Red Sox. Red Soxes. Red Soxes. But it uh, creates problems. You're looking at a piece of paper now. Yeah. Are you... What are you, balancing your checkbook? Let me ask you this. Okay. Oh, you got notes. You did a piece recently on... Um, with somebody's... Wait a minute. Uh, can I just... Are we closing the floor on hat? Do you want to? Do you want to? you have something? No, else? I just want to know. I think we could go back to it, but I think we're done. I okay. just want to because we're running out of time. We're going to be we're meeting. It should be said we're meeting Mike Michael Bates for yeah. a baseball game. For we should leave. Game. I'd say within ten minutes. Oh really? And actually, there's well, that's what's funny is there's Jay Jaffe right there. Yeah, he's going to come with us. Who's actually going with us? I think he wants a ride in my little tiny rental car. Um, I but I think he's getting a ride from. Him. Isn't he getting picked up by Bates? Oh yeah, so we're probably going to see Bates. Gross. Yeah, I know. He's going to figure out we're doing this. Oh, man, he's going to be so mad. He's going to be so mad. Invited. Let me ask you this, though. Yeah. Um, late night, you did a late... Who, whose monologue was it? Oh, uh, Carl Ravitch. Okay, so that was good. Because Baseball Tonight. Baseball Tonight. Already you have sounds kind of like a late show. Yeah. Precisely. Show. And I read it, and I thought you had the I thought you had the cadence excellent in this. Because you say, um, uh, so, uh, this is in the news. Yeah. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Did, did you this. hear about this? Did you hear about, did you this? Hear about this? And you yeah. go, and then you have the, yeah. Like just to, it's it's a punctuation essentially. Mm-hmm. So did, this happened, yeah, and then the, then you know the punchline. And then the punchline, yeah, yeah. Um, there's a setup, and then there's like some sort of audible filler that you say transition a transition line so that right. the so that the people listening can process what you just said because that's right. how you can't just go set up punchline right. You have yeah, to go yeah. set up. Everybody got it. Everybody. Everybody. everybody yeah, the cool premise. With the, setup. the premise has been established. <laughs> exactly. And now, and now here's the punchline. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. And and I, I read it and I thought, this is unique timing because uh, Seth Meyers, mm-hmm. um, of late of Center Alive, is now doing has his own late show. Right. And I know that for me, um, I, I I don't know why it's a dumb thing, but I was like cheering for him to do well. Yeah, I've enjoyed his persona on Center Alive. He's also from New Hampshire. Oh, okay. Uh, which is the state that, from which I hail. Correct. And so that's perhaps part of it. And so I thought I want to see him do good because I'd rather be entertained than not be entertained. Yeah. I think The Late Show has, I mean, when you go all the way back even to Letterman, and then, and certainly, certainly Letterman, certainly Conan, Jimmy Fallon was good. I don't know. Jimmy Fallon isn't always my taste, but he does things that I enjoy yeah. a great deal. Yeah. So you're pulling, I think I was pulling almost as, as much for the franchise because right. I think that when you do The Tonight Show, that's a thing, right? That's a, its own, you know, the audience. And, and I guess Jimmy Fallon, now that he's on that, is kind of trying to skew a little bit younger. And I understand right, that. Right, right, But for a long time, that was kind of its own predetermined formula. That's like for adults. Formulaic. This right. is an adult. This is what Johnny Carson, right. and, you know, did. Right. Damn it. And <laughs> we're going to do it his way right. forever. You right. Know? Um, but then the late night, whether it's, uh, yeah, you know, um, the late night show was it was a way for different kind of voices and attitudes to come out on television. A little more, more reverent, perhaps. More reverent, D- not skewing to the point of like um, a UCB or a Mister Show or anything like that. Right. But yeah, it, we had a little bit more creative flexibility to do. I'm a I'm a big fan. I always find myself I always find myself laughing the most at absurdist type humor sure when something happens that makes absolutely no sense right to what what was just happening right that i always enjoy that 
Yeah. Like audibly, usually. I, I guffaw. Yeah, you chuckle. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Sure. I, I find it very, very funny. Yeah. And so that was so great about Conan is that he had so much of that just right. random, these random characters. You know, well, he had FedEx uh, Pope. Like well, the course. FedEx Pope is just such a crazy. It's just such a dumb premise. Yeah. But it's hilarious to me. And I don't know why. What is the FedEx? Would you? He's just a guy dressed as a pope, but instead of his hat, he's got a FedEx box on his head. And that's it. That's the whole premise. Exactly. Yeah. See, that's fun. I don't know. For, to me, that is and, funny, uh, and it's, it's just the thing. You see it, and you say, "That's a good piece of business." You look at it, and you're like, "Yep, that's something I enjoy." Yeah. I don't get it. It I didn't. Mean, it didn't exist, and now it exists. <laughs> and the world and, is better and for the world, it. Right. Yeah. yeah. We we're we're amused. We're tickled. Yeah. And uh, I, I've watched a little bit of uh, Seth Meyers. I've, my TV watching, it's all on my DVR. I haven't caught up as much as I should. But he seems to be trying to do different stuff. He does. Have you watched the... Yes. So the thing that I still enjoy the most, and I don't know if it's going to happen every night. Uh, yeah, can, can, I, can, I, can I guess? Yeah. Is it when he talks to Fred Armisen? Right, exactly. Yeah. And it's, it always starts the same way. Fred, you're really busy. Mm-hmm. You're so busy. I think part of it was to... Um, Promote Portlandia. Port, yeah. Port, Portlandia. Um, but you have another project, I understand. Yep. And yeah. from from what I can tell and what it seems like to me, whatever Seth Meyer says immediately after that, Fred Armisen has never heard. So he will say like something like, uh, oh, I hear uh, you have a new line of headphones coming out. Yeah. And then Fred Armisen just has to say yes. Like he just has to yes and Im- improvise. whatever yeah. Seth Meyer says. Yeah. And that I enjoy because yeah. you can tell he's struggling, but he's doing it like super professional. Yeah, he's committed. Str- yeah, he's committed, straight-faced. Right. But, you could, you know, his neurons are firing at him, you know, a million times a minute. Yeah. And that I enjoy because it's, it's kind of weird and it doesn't belong It's a nice there. moment. But it's a good moment. Yeah. And you can tell they're very... They have a really good camaraderie. I thought it was weird when he got picked up to be the band leader. Mm-hmm. One, I didn't know he played. I guess I kind of knew he played instruments, but not in that magnitude. Right. But, I mean, it makes a lot of sense because they do have. I mean, he's basically like a second act. Not a second act. I know, host, it's amazing. He's like a, I a think they should kid. use him more often. Yeah. Yeah. And I think they will because he, he kind of fills the band leader sidekick because who cares about the band? Like, at least we as viewers. They play for four seconds when they right. go to commercial, right. and they come back in, and they're playing for four more seconds, and right. they stop. So I, nobody cares about the band, really, except maybe the Roots, but whatever. Uh, so, anyway, so yeah, to have him as almost like a sidekick slash band leader saves our money, which is probably good for them, because <laughs> that show looks a little a little sparse. And uh, But it makes for a good dynamic between the two. Yeah, I agree. But Always so, a well you can go to. But, but him starting off and seeing a guy come out, uh, no, I've actually gone back and watched Conan's first episode. Oh, um, of late night. Of late night. Okay. Yeah, and that's also that has its because he's much better at the monologue now than he was then. Oh. He actually spent he uh, noticeably he looks down at his shoes, which is not a very strong. If, if you want right. to telegraph confidence, right to it the says, viewer. Sorry, I'm here, everybody. <laughs> yeah, I apologize. <laughs> um, but it is it, it's just an interesting experience. Oh no, Bates. Oh boy. Oh, oh great. Oh. Waving at us. All right. Uh, no, you want, I guess we'll, well, we'll have him come over. God, this is the worst. Let's say we'll act. Oh, hey Bates! Oh, hey Mike Bates! Hey, hey, why do you sit down? We're recording. Oh, because uh, I parked right out there, actually. I oh yeah. Like I. Is that your Audi? Uh, no. Convertible uh, Audi? No, that's a Mercedes. Not a, not a that. Yeah, that's a that. Convertible Mercedes? Yeah. It's yours? No. God, no. Are you driving it? I am. Well, whose is it? Uh, that belongs to my parents who live down there. Uh-huh. Here. Okay. Yeah, a little bit more on... Now we understand about <laughs> Michael Bates, uh-huh. Yeah, a little bit of a cake eater. Yeah, your, your entitlement. <laughs> yeah, I, I do have... 
a huge sense of entitlement. A large, yeah, a large terrible. sense of entitlement. Yeah. Now, is this does the, this edition does it come without Rage, or do you have to supply <laughs> it yourself? Mostly, it comes with a real uh, uh, <laughs> dismissiveness towards people who are lesser than me. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. 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 Uh, but can you actually fuel it on righteous indignation? I, I resent the lower classes <laughs> quite a bit. Does it have a separate compartment for? Uh, your penis because it's obviously so big. Like, do you have to like coil it up and put it in a separate there's, spot? It's like, is really, that standard or is no, that like an it's option? It's really cramped in there. Oh. Yeah. See, that seems counterintuitive to me. Yeah, but, it's really yeah. disappointing. I'm not sure. Yeah, we're going so. to see you in a couple minutes. Yeah, you are. You guys are going to be late. Yeah, well, we're almost You're done. You're here yet. right now and we're going to finish. <laughs> it's going to be fine. Yeah. Okay. Alright, fair enough. It's a pleasure to see you. It's good to see you. I too. look forward to uh, insulting you for the next three hours. <laughs> that'll be that'll be good time. Okay, yeah. all, right. all right. Now get out of here. Yeah, yeah. All right. All right. Goodbye. Oh, um, but yeah, seeing that, can I say it? that went way better than I thought it would. <laughs> okay. The second, the, 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 the it's, a, it's almost like a sociological moment, right? When you see a guy come out and he's about to do his first monologue, yeah, he has no idea what he's doing. Yeah, oh yeah, 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 and he's scared. Yeah, he's scared. Seth Meyers played it like he was like it basically was a weekend update thing. Yeah, like he would read the punchline or the setup, excuse me, as like a news story. Yeah, you know, uh, it was kind of odd. He, he seems to be getting into it, but uh, well, here's my I, with regard to the monologue, no one cares about the jokes. No, you essentially they just have to be they have to exist. For you, because a, a late show like that is, you just have to like the host. Yeah, he just is selling himself, him, his this personality. Yeah, right. And and the show and the, the show and his personality are uh, they're inseparable. And do you think the monologue? Do you think there's now the monologue's a long-standing tradition? He, he, he must have told more jokes during that than has ever existed in the monologue before. That was a there were a lot of jokes in that first monologue. That's true. That did go long. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. he just went, like, rifled through them. Here's yeah. a joke. Do you guys like jokes? Yeah. Here's a whole machine gun full of jokes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're all going to get Please shot in the face. Please don't laugh, though, because I have to do another joke. Yeah, you guys can't laugh so long. <laughs> I got to... Uh, oh, now we're behind. Yeah. Well, he begins by saying, let's get... Like, he'll interrupt the, the cheering crowd to say, let's get to the news. Yeah. And you're like, we just want to have fun. We're here to have fun. We don't need to do news. And I can't... I mean, he almost has to do it because of his previous job. But at some point, someone's going to do a late night show where they just friggin' scrap the monologue, like which I think they should do. I think I, I understand your point in that it's a way to get to to sell the host as interface a, interface with the audience. But I think I, I feel like and I don't, I don't have the answer for it, but I feel like there's got to be a better and what certainly more start, entertaining way. You start at the desk. Yeah, maybe. Well, you look at like um, like the Pete Holmes show, which I know isn't yeah. necessarily a, a talk show talk show, right? But his starts with a pre-taped sketch. Oh, okay. Every, almost every show. Okay, yeah. I haven't seen all of them or whatever. But almost every time it starts with... Uh, so it's a pre-taped sketch, maybe four minutes long. It's a thing. It gets laughs. And then it's obviously over. Like, there's an ending to it. And then people applaud. And the guy says, ladies and gentlemen, Pete Holmes. And then he comes out. Now... The kind of it's weird because the gist of his show is almost all monologue because he just kind of he just kind of stands up there and does stand up right. in between pre-taped stuff. Okay, but I, I feel like that could be. But he also does interviews too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. But that, that's what I mean by like pre-taped stuff because oh. nobody really. I, some very very few times people actually come on the stage with him and like talk. Oh, okay. A lot of the interviews are recorded elsewhere. Oh, they are. Yeah, it's oh. a very it's an interesting take on the show or on the the, the medium medium, but. Um, 
forgot where I was going. Oh, uh, I feel like maybe that could be something where you could say, you know, right. you do the pre-tape thing, you do a sketch or a bit, and then everyone applauds and you say, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Seth Meyers. And then right. Seth Meyers just kind of walks out, maybe. You can walk out and wave to the desk. Let's go. Yeah. Let's go. And if he wants to do a desk piece, I get those. Like, those are can be humorous. Yeah. Desk, desk pieces. Can desk be pieces. Yeah. You know, where you do... You do, like, a... Like Leno would always do, I think. Do those dumb news things, yeah. or Conan would do like the desk driving thing, or uh, just desk pieces. Yeah, Conan also would do like interview the mouth, bit. the mouth people. Yeah, What's yeah, way mouth? back in the day. Yeah. yeah, the talking head thing. He doesn't do those anymore. Yeah, he would do the. One of my favorites was when uh, when they uh, go on like satellite channels. Yeah. You know, the premise being that, well, satellite, there's so many channels out. So I got out my TV guide, uh-huh. and. And they, they just pull up these like ridiculous. The, the only one I could uh, come to my, that comes to mind is the embryonic rock embryonic rockabilly polka dotted fighter pilots channel. It's funny, <laughs> which is a, yeah. And then they yeah. would do a bit or the thing would come on and it would just be like this weird Photoshop. And then the band would play a song. Yeah. And then that's it. And then you just move on. But like that's the only one that comes to mind. But that was yeah. yeah that's a desk piece. And I think those work too. But right. that whole. Um, Let's uh, make fun of a Kardashian. There's right. got to be a Kardashian that did something dumb. Now, here's the question. Uh, I, I feel compelled to ask this because um, uh, some occasionally listeners mm-hmm. will say uh, uh, you were you did not stay on topic. That's what they'll say. Oh, okay. They'll, they'll say you did not stay on topic. Okay, so what is the topic? So what do you, you think? tell me the topic? We'll go back on it. No, no. So um, I'm going to um, bring in a uh, concept. That is familiar to baseball fans. Okay. But I'm going to apply it to late night. Okay. In that, what do you think is the curve? Oh, I see. The curve of excellence, the aging curve, as it were. I think... It starts really low. It starts really low. I think with any of them. I, I'm, I'm more familiar with the sort of late night things, whether it's like earlier Jimmy Kimmel or Conan O'Brien or... Uh, whatever. Like, I never watched The Tonight Show that much. Right. I never watched... I watched I watched Letterman every now and then. But he's kind of got that other vibe. Or at least he did. When, even when I was on The Late Show, he had that kind of later... Right. Later vibe. Right. Later night. Uh, anyway, The Curve, I think, probably... It's a good three years before you even kind of figure out what you're doing. Right. Before you find your voice. And then, usually they hit... Uh, they hit a couple things. Yeah. They come up. They come up with a premise or a sketch or a character or something that works. Right. And then, uh, and then that's good for a while. And then they overplay it. And then eventually, that people stop caring about uh-huh. whatever. You find else. And then you gotta find something else. And that's usually when it goes down. You know, like, you know, with Conan and the the Talking Heads, the Masturbating Bear, the uh, Triumph, Triumph yeah. stuff. I mean, Triumph. Yeah, Triumph is a great example, right? Because he peaked. He peaked almost right away. Because like that first sketch, I don't, remember, I don't remember what the first one was. It was great. It was whatever it was. It was. I remember. I remember thinking, "This is, this is, this should be every day. This should happen <laughs> every day." And then I think he probably peaked when he went to that. The doctor. I was going to say the Star Wars one when the people were in line to <laughs> buy tickets to Episode One of Star Wars, and that was coming out. Yeah. And it was just Smigel, yeah. just, just killing these people. I mean, just, <laughs> just throwing them on their bus left and right. Uh, and that was great. It was yeah. perfect. It was a perfect tape sketch. He did. And I he, think that, and then it just kind of, now he's more like a characterization of himself, right? He's more of like a, yeah. let's just show a picture of him. People can applaud at it because, hey, we know what this is. That's right. what it was. It was like a, it was a, a joke that finally everybody got and everybody right. was in on. Right. And that, and when that happened, right. it stopped being It has to be surprising. It has to be surprising. Right. A little right. bit surprising. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 
Yeah. So I think, yeah, it's, it's, three years, you can have a good three, four, five-year peak even, mm-hmm. and then it starts to... Five, just five-year peak? Because it's like a lifetime job. Yeah. Well, again, I'm going off the late night. Well, I guess Conan was on the air for quite a long time. It might be longer than that. I... I uh, I, I, may, I, may, I may misspoke. I may I have to backtrack wrong. on that. Is wrong is another term for misspoke. But even after the first three years, it's still a gra- – I mean, it may, you are at a certain point, but it's yeah. still a more gradual maybe than steep yeah. climb. Yeah. You're still not quite there. Yeah. yeah, I think as far as like peak, peak, peak goes, five years maybe. Peak, peak, peak. Yeah, like the, when, when it is must-watch, did you see – you know, like, did you see what happened last night on this thing? Right. And then Water you think from stuff. there maybe you get to a point where you have a sustainable level of quality yep. and of I'm viewership. I'm not it gets bad. It just kind of maybe drops a little bit and then plateaus. Right. And then you're, you're there. Uh, people watch out of loyalty. People watch because they like what you used to do, even if they don't necessarily like what you do right now as much. Well, there are uh, positive connotations, positive associations with that. You watch there and you're participating in the past as well as the present. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. We have to participate in the future uh, by going to that game. By going to a baseball game. Yeah, I'd say this was this was a decent yep. episode. Yeah, not nothing. I mean, if you want to delete it, like I wouldn't. You wouldn't be, be upset. Yeah, I'm going. I'm not going to delete it. Okay. I have to produce content. Okay. So. No, this I mean, is good. Even if it had turned out really bad. Still oh, this isn't it. really bad, though, right? No. I think we had some good discussions. Uh, this Wait. one was more driven than others that we've done, which I like. Sometimes okay, we, yeah. we we sometimes just kind of well. First of all, it's in person, which is better. Yeah. When it's in when it's over Skype or over the phone or whatever, you can't stare at each other, right? <laughs> so because it's just dead air, so yeah. it makes uh, yeah. I think it made for a good one. Well, you've been doing a lot of work with your. I can't see what you're doing below the table. I though. talk with my hands. It's oh, yeah. I'm trying to keep it subdued and not. Yeah. Have I been rocking the table a lot? No, you did okay with that. Too. Okay. Good. Yeah. Because I know that we were talking about sympathetic vibrations earlier. Yeah. So. Um. And, uh, yeah, well, that's good. Feels good. Okay. Because we're outside. We were outside. Now we're going to nice go weather. to a baseball sure. game, purchase yep. some uh, lotion, suntan lotion in the oh, meantime. God. Yeah, we have to do that. Maybe they sell it at the game. Yeah, we got to go, though. Hey, uh, it was a pleasure, David Temple. I'm, yeah. I'm shaking your hand. Okay. On-air handshake. Okay. Thank you, David Temple. No, 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 no. I'm just gesturing to you now. Thank you, David Temple. Yeah. <laughs> Stop shaking my hand. Thank you, David Temple. Say you're, say thank you. Uh, thank you, Carson. Say you're welcome. Oh, you're welcome, Carson. Yeah. Or you say, yeah, you'd be like, thank you, Carson. All right, you want to start over? Let's do it again. Thank you, David Temple. Thank you, Carson. <laughs> That's David Temple. I'm Carson Sestouli. It's Fangraphs Audio.